You're listening to Brand to Brand, the marketing show. With your hosts, Thomas Sterling. This is the future. This is where everything goes. And Veronica St. Cyr. Why the hell would anybody buy this? An unfiltered conversation on brand strategy. And it worked like crazy. Marketing trends. I think they're in again. And emerging technology. There's going to be big impacts here. You're excited. I'm pumped. (laughs) All right. Let's kick things off. What's up, everyone? Back in the studio again, feeling refreshed. That was a nice summer break. What have you been up to, V? Absolutely nothing. I just thought about getting right back here. I actually never left. I've just slept under the table. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I feel for you. It's been beautiful out there, but... We, we, know. Ne- we never know what it's like, right? <laughs> Outside these four walls, it could be summer, it could be fall, it could be winter. It's like a casino. We could just be blowing our entire life savings and huffing cigarettes and think that it's midnight, but really it's seven in the morning. <laughs> Last season, we talked about the explosion of alcoholic seltzers and really the choice of people trying to move towards a healthier option. This season, we're running it back. Today, we're talking about, of all things, water and people making water cool again with marketing. That's a way better thing to talk about making cool or great again. That's true. It's, it's not bad for you, right? So, but no. I don't know. Some argue, <laughs> should you even be allowed to sell it? That's a conversation for another day. It's kind of crazy that water is an absolute essential element to keep us humans alive, yet we've figured out a way to commodify it capitalism, baby. When it comes to sparkling water, flat water, because we're talking about all the different kinds of water with and without bubbles, what does it all mean? It's usually a choice that we think we don't have to make until we sit down at a fancy restaurant and then you're saddled with the decision. But as consumers, we make that choice every day. And whether you're someone who thinks that seltzer tastes like static water or you have a borderline seltzer problem, Mm. it is a marketing case study phenomenon that we need to talk about. And with that, let's get into it. It's a little bit of shake and then fake. Shake and fake. That's our nickname. Get used to hearing it. All right. So is it going to be liquid death or LaCroix? Before we even get started and oh, pick geez. our brands. Ground uh, rules. Yeah, got the ground <laughs> rules. Here's a PBS, the more you know moment. So we're talking water, we're talking sparkly, we're talking bubbly. I was prepping for this episode and I did a poll of people I know and I said, do you know the difference between like club soda, sparkling, mineral water, did soda water, seltzer? did a focus group seltzer. for the show. No one, no one knew. So I'm going to like wager a bet because we're in the casino that is this sunless environment. And say that maybe our audience doesn't. Seltzer and soda water, same thing. Interchangeable. H2O with CO2. Club soda, similar to seltzer water, but in addition to CO2, it's got a bunch of minerals that are like sodium-based things. You've said it's kind of salty mm-hmm, if you drink it mm-hmm. alone. It's what uh, you're most likely drinking in a cocktail you'll find behind a bar. Then we have sparkling water, sparkling mineral water, rich in dissolved solids like potassium, also sodium. Back dissolved again. solids. Does it Doesn't sound good? that sound nice? <laughs> and it, hence the mineral in its name. There's magnesium. And unlike club soda, the minerals occur naturally Ugh, and are picked up as I the do. water filters through the rock, right? And lastly, we have tonic water, which is simply a disgusting experience when you drink it by accident. And if it wasn't for gin, you'd be out of a job. (laughs) And with that, Thomas, let's get into it. With all that great context, what's it going to be, Veronica? (laughs) Are you choosing liquid death that makes sparkling and non-sparkling flat or LaCroix? You know, I am going to choose 
LaCroix because I got voluntold that it's going to be LaCroix. <laughs> and I brought product. You, so brought, you brought provisions. I brought provisions because we're on the Oregon Trail with liquid death, which isn't a good sign because this is big scarlet fever energy coming at us. I brought you both. You could double fist if you want with both the liquid death, murder your thirst, sparkling water straight from the Alps uh, or flat water. And I am going to take a passion fruit naturally essenced LaCroix. I am pumped. All right. About this because I've never actually tried liquid death before and I don't want to play my hand yet about Whoa. why, okay. but I'll tell you more as We're we get into it. really sticking with the casino theme. All right. I'm going to crack into this and start telling the people about which, why Which one is I the sparkling one? Like It says it on the can. Yeah. This one's with the CO2. All right. So as I attempt to pick up passion fruit flavors and drink this LaCroix, I'm going to tell us about how the hell we got here. In the early 2000s, conversations around obesity in North America were widely discussed with soda named public enemy number one. I saw Ooh. that in a news clip and I, I liked that. Major contributor to diabetes and obesity in 2008 for the first time ever, bottled water finally surpassed sales of soda. This was huge. Sugary drinks kind of started their fall from grace. There was rising health consciousness of the consumers and a new challenger appeared. And the challenger had been there, but in the wings. Dun, dun, dun. Finally got their, their day in the light. LaCroix quickly became a household name and you know I brought a clip to help me tell this story. Let's play it. LaCroix, a fruit-flavored sparkling water brand owned by National Beverage Corporation, was suddenly the hottest beverage in town. A fizzy seltzer that was once laughed at as a Midwest mom's occasional indulgence seemingly overnight became the primary drink of choice for millennials. Without sugar, sodium, artificial sweeteners, or ingredients, LaCroix ticked off all the boxes from a nutritional perspective. National Beverage Corporation, the owner behind LaCroix, knew that in order to win over millennials, they needed authenticity. Rather than blasting mainstream television with high production advertisements, like what was traditionally done with Coke and Pepsi, National Beverage Corporation opted to invest in social media marketing and packaging. The rainbow, colorful branding on its cans and retro look made LaCroix stand out physically at retail stores and turned it quickly into a fashionable status symbol. It's all marketing. So it's not that good. The taste test so far, <laughs> you're not... <laughs> no, it's... I, it's uh, I like the can. It's funny hearing the description. It's like... Uh, millennials went to find something that had zero anything in it and they found this. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny that it says on the can like zero sweetener, zero sodium equals innocent. Ooh. I'm getting into heaven. Just and like then you have liquid Just like death. this innocent angry uh, <laughs> beverage overlord. <laughs> This is totally a, a case study of marketing at its absolute finest. It's finding that kind of important, impactful moment between market need and marketing. And understanding the audience and saying, we're not going to do those big TV splashes. Let's try to do something a little bit different. Right. And even though they did different and they didn't follow what the big brands did, still to this day, Coke and Pepsi globally are well in the lead above any sparkling water brand. This is definitely more of a North American craze. However, the rise of this sugar-free canned beverage played a supporting role in what eventually led to liquid death. All right, well, in this corner, we've got liquid death, a can by anyone's imagination that looks creepy weird and, <laughs> I don't know, something that you have to pick up and say why. Yeah. And that's exactly the point. <laughs> Their founder, Mike Cesario, who started this, He's an old school ad man, not that old school. He's 40, but 
serial agency guy and he had to get himself a piece of the action and he actually started a different business before he started this and it didn't wasn't successful so he said well wait what was that other idea that i had what about if i decided to put water in some ridiculous can design and here you are liquid death a product that was started out as a joke that has rised to unbelievable heights it so is amazing if you want a successful business figure out the dumbest idea you possibly have because that's literally what he said that he did so that's the playbook for today folks liquid I death love it this is like the moment where i'm like i am proud to be in marketing yeah because he's selling vaporware but it's vapor water yes i mean it's not it's liquid wear it's not bad but did you let a little bit of the air out of the can <laughs> And I want to play a clip from the founder and him telling the story for why he thinks he has a $700 million brand. People think that taste is why things are successful or unsuccessful or why one brand is better than another. All the data shows that is not even close to the case. Our brand is all about comedy and making people laugh. You know, we're not tying our brand to some specific niche like action sports. So I think as long as we're constantly just riffing on culture this can go basically for as long as something like saturday night live is relevant because you're literally just a part of culture and making people laugh and this would only happen in america baby <laughs> god i love it i love it too and what i also love is he's not wrong this isn't great i i, I like seltzer i like lots of <laughs> seltzer I can't say this is my favorite, but maybe that's because I'm like the soda stream guy that mm. asked for more CEO too. Just oh, really, me too. I know. It. I want the water so spicy. <laughs> I'm, I think that's why I'm having a hard time with this. The the flavor's great, but I want to like have like a almost a meltdown after because the bubbles are like, yep. you know, like <clears throat> boiling me from the inside. Hey, that's that's what the people want. <laughs> but you know what I love about Liquid Death's website is on their about page, all it says is, we're just a funny beverage company who hates corporate marketing as much as you do. Our evil mission is to make people laugh and get more of them to drink more healthy beverages more often, all while helping to kill plastic pollution because a lot of water is in bottles, which isn't great. It's amazing. It is, and if you have not been to the website, go to Liquid Death's website because they are doing crazy stuff. And it's because they're just literally having the worst ideas ever, lighting them on fire, and then videotaping them for your enjoyment. I think now they're having the best <laughs> ideas ever. Well, yes. But <laughs> the point is his discovery methodology is oh, they yeah. start with what's the worst Innovation. idea. How can we make it worse? Yeah. And in that case, they're kind <laughs> of going in places that other people people have not gone before the same way that your brand kind of went to different channels to, to reach their audience, but just to a, a, a even further extent. I think if we're going to talk about what they do on the website and these bad, great ideas <laughs> they have, we have to talk about the video you sent me that brand boss HQ broke down on TikTok. Let's play the clip. And this is pretty hilarious and not for everybody that's listening. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Liquid Death is the strongest brand in market at this moment. This latest iteration that they did by taking the negative comments that are said about the brand and turning them into opportunities to tell an amazing story is phenomenal. And their newest one about taking sweat off of a fat guy's back is maybe the funniest thing I've seen in, in years. 
Someone on the internet said, I'd rather lick sweat off a fat guy's back than drink liquid death. Introducing the Better Than Back Sweat Official Taste Test. We invited 10 real people and professional fat guys at Zacat Home in for a real taste test. Oh, I like this. I love it. It's good. I'm going to pause it right there. Obviously, we know everybody going. picked the fat man's back. But <laughs> in all jokes aside, they're doing higher end video production, but then they're masking it in with the AI voice and, you know, all sorts of visual overlays that you would expect. So it's a nice mix between homegrown and high production value. They just do like this. It's more like marketing stunts. Like they've done stuff with Steve-O from Jackass. They did with comedian Tom Segura. They're calling it his recycling glory hole where it's like a fake infomercial. <laughs> get people to recycle into Tom Segura's mouth. Plus, they even have a fan club where you can follow them, and they call it Selling Your Soul. Because you physically sign with your own blood. <laughs> I mean, in the in the promo video, you do. This is just, you sign with an email address. But it is hilarious. Like, I've never seen branding like this with any other company. It's outrageous. It's different. And it's uber shareable yeah and as they said they want to be known as an entertainment company and speaking of entertainment Lacroix has some user generated content not as great production <laughs> quality and value some of it they can't control and as we know and we've talked about on this show often once you put a brand out there the public's like we're gonna have some fun with this there have been so many memes making fun of LaCroix's flavor, and I brought a few great tweets to just tell this story. I got to read I gotta read this one. LaCroix tastes like if you were drinking carbonated water and someone screamed out loud the name of a specific fruit in the other room. Here's another one announcing new LaCroix flavors <laughs> transported in a truck near bananas. Hint of hint of lime. Single Skittle dissolved in water. Shy watermelon and my personal favorite. Imagine like a strawberry, but with low battery. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I brought here is I feel like LaCroix is what juice would taste like to a ghost. But it's not all hate making fun of LaCroix's flavor. Some people love it so much. They've written rap songs about it. Died. Not trying to get too crazy Sipping on LaCroix It's much healthier than lean and Sprite So baby, bottoms up It's just good, clean fun We don't need no drugs tonight No drugs, a much healthier choice Just sparkling water with the boys But I'd kill them all for one LaCroix Just for one LaCroix This guy got 2.1 million views it's crazy. <laughs> Launched a whole career off that one LaCroix video. Well, if we had to talk about any other brands, I think we'd be missing the mark if we didn't talk about Polar Seltzer, a New England favorite, favorite. staple. It's like the baseline of I, what seltzer should taste like. I mean, like. I'll open this other one, but I, I think I think it's still... I think it's like, I don't know how you can well, compete. that's the flat water. So Yeah, well, then it probably sucks. <laughs> it's just water. 
Yeah, that's... Have you ever seen the video where they do a social experiment where they have people, they say like, oh, this is Fiji water from an iceberg in Norway. And it just shows the waiter in the back with all the different cups just filling up water <laughs> with a garden hose and people's perception, they're tasting it. And they're like, oh, yes, I do taste the notes of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's all hose water. <laughs> like that, that just proves how the brand is influencing what you're tasting. Then why do I hate this? <laughs> <laughs> we could also talk about Bubbly, owned by PepsiCo. You got Aha, owned by Coca-Cola. So they're sneaking their way in, <laughs> trying to find ways to sell product to us. Topo Chico? Topo Chico is actually pretty good. Then I found out it has all the PFAs in it. So there's just all this like oh. plastic floating around in oh. there that hasn't been filtered out. A lot of seltzers have that problem, actually. Oh, that's not fun. Good you to know. You got to look into that. Well, two brands that Nestle owns, Sparkling Water, Perrier, and San Pellegrino, which I find it ironic that the two sparkling water brands that I associate with snobbery when it comes to sparkling water is owned by Nestle, who notoriously, the former chairman and CEO, said that thinking of water as a human right is extreme. Mm. Yeah, that one's, uh, he's never lived that down, I don't it's, think. It's free. You just got to, you know, siphon it out of the ground and no. resell it. And you got some bougie ones too. You have some that were more marketing stunts, limited edition bottles. I think a lot of people know famously the $60,000 Aqua de Cristallo bottle decked out in 24 karat gold. There's an 100K per bottle special limited edition Beverly Hills 90H2O, which is kind of funny. Uh, these all have gold and diamonds all over the bottle. So it's more about the bottle, not the water. But there still are some retail water brands right now that you can buy. Minus 181 from Germany, $52 a bottle. Uh, there's an Evian Designer Edition, $428 a bottle. Great deals. What the hell? How do you feel about this? <clears throat> I think it's a load of shit. <laughs> No, but seriously, I mean, water should be free and we should make it way easier for people to get it out of the tap. And when you can't get it out of the tap, I don't know, I just feel like when I'm buying water, I just, I know that I'm doing something wrong. Mm. I don't get excited about it. That's, that's what throws me off about just a pure water play. When you put bubbles in it, I get confused and I enjoy myself. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's how it is. Easily confused. They're adding something to it. I'm, you know? to I'm totally with you. <laughs> and now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work, first would be dare to be different. Both of these brands present themselves a little bit differently in the marketplace, but one really good example of this is Virgin. Virgin comes into a category that in some cases is not necessarily the most exciting, and they want to be the one brand that is making the experience incredibly captivating. They want to be the change agent in the industry, and that's a great way to pick up market share. Next, authenticity is everything. The reason that a brand like Liquid Death is successful is because they showcase that commitment across everything that they do. In fact, the reason that they got picked up by Whole Foods early in the genesis of the brand was simply because of their commitment to getting rid of plastic in the water industry. Next thing is engage with your community. If you can find a way to do a two-way conversation, maybe take some of that bad press and turn it around into something exciting, that can mean real, real strong growth for your brand. 
And the last one is answer the call. Right now, a lot of consumers are concerned with their health. They're making choices to move away from sugary drinks for a healthier alternative. Both of these brands emphasize that they offer healthier choices in fundamentally different ways. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. So if you had to take anything away from the show today, what would it be, V? Mine would be that you can be edgy and funny and still make money. I mean, I think I, I'd like to think I do. You live that. Yeah. Live that lifestyle. <laughs> well, mine would be there's never been a better time for brands to shake it up. And if you need some help, you know who to call. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, smash the subscribe button or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're out of here.